Welcome to Cut the Fluff, a space where we drop the small talk, peel back the curtains, and truly delve into what it is that makes us tick and what's keeping us up at night. You can expect honest, raw, and very vulnerable conversations. What's your story? What's your sign? It's like we're twin flames in a different life. Deep connection, lights a spark. It's like you know me in the depths of my heart. We're dreamers. Hey, folks, and welcome back to episode four of Cut the Fluff. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how, as a society, we seem to be glorifying the idea of entrepreneurship and how often it can actually be quite a lonely venture. We also touch on how being a perfectionist can often be detrimental to your own progress and the fact that just because you are good at something doesn't mean you actually need to do it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you like it, hit the subscribe button and make sure you share it with a friend that might find it useful. Hello, and welcome back to episode four of Cut the Fluff. Uh, Many of you can't see Annika and I, but for the third time now, we've rocked up in matching outfits. I think we're on the same wavelength, my friend. I think so. Yeah. I'm going to jump straight into today. Annika, do you believe that as a society, we're addicted to this idea of becoming an entrepreneur? Ooh. Um, okay. So many ways to unpack that. In a word, yes. If you are looking through the lens of a millennial or a gen, who comes after us? Gen Z. Um, We'll fact check that later. (laughs) Gen Z, Gen Z. I definitely, like, I reckon there is a badge of honor around building a business, running your own business, being your own boss, having a side hustle, all things that I think are wonderful and take you down the path of sovereignty and being your own person and being um, only having to rely on yourself. And I also think it's a double-edged sword because you go down that path and lo and behold, five years down the track, you are still working as hard, if not harder, Mm -hmm. sacrificing weekends, time with loved ones, time, time away from your screen and like out of business building mode And you are just in a land where there is another treadmill, another rat race. It's just lonelier. Um, So, yeah, cool. I like where we're going to go with this (laughs) because I think this is loaded. Um, Oh, mate. I feel feel the same. I feel like it's um, almost glorified. And while I personally love having somewhat full control over my uh, daily operations. I also sometimes miss the structure and, you know, because I'm so heavily reliant on myself uh, to come up with structure in my life and stick to it and hold myself accountable. It is, it's tough. And no one talks about that aspect. They just see, oh, if you're working for yourself, you're your own boss, you work on your own time. But then, you know, the motivation factor plays into it. Some days you just don't feel like it, but you have to show up anyway. 
And I feel when you're under working under a corporation or somebody else, because they're paying you, you almost feel obliged to do it. Whereas you have a bit more wiggle room to get out of things when you're working for yourself. And it's a very fine line between, you know, uh, leniency and actually getting it done. So yeah, I think it, I think it's a very lonely space as well, which I probably didn't realize just how lonely it can get in the working for yourself um, space. But then I guess we have the responsibility of having to ensure that we are networking and have contacts like you and I do, you know, amongst ourselves. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where I sit. Yeah. Well, I think this is good. This is like an honest conversation around peeling back the curtain on what it's really like behind entrepreneurship. And it's such a sexy glorified term. But really, like you hit the nail on the head. I think it's lonely. Like, do you find the loneliness harder or the, the lumpiness of money that can come with entrepreneurship? Like, what's the, what's the biggest thing? Like, if you could eliminate it, what would it be? In all honesty, never arriving. Uh, because this idea of you simply arrive somewhere and your to-do list will be checked off it doesn't work that way. And, you know, the moment you arrive somewhere, there's already something else that you're working towards. And I think I'm so tied up into trying to clear my to-do list constantly. And I get caught up and, you know, create my own wind to get it done only to realize that when you climb that mountain, there's another one, you know, in, in, on the horizon. <laughs> yeah. Waiting. It's like, hello, you have arrived. <laughs> and I think that's one of the hardest things for me is yes, you'll get to a certain level and it's where you were aiming to be. But once you get there, there's actually somewhere else that you're going to want to go and constantly trying to, I don't want to say outdo yourself, but constantly trying to improve, evolve. And it's all reliant on you and how much effort you put in. You don't have an organization paying for your personal development course or, you know, whatever it is, it's reliant on you. Yeah. Yeah. So exhausting. And I think your Instagram posts have often been a bit of a source of inspiration for our chats. And <laughs> your one last night, I think was around, oh, take, have you taken this supplement? Have you worn your blue light glasses? Have you slept this much? Have you exercised? Have you meditated? Have you done a little, and it's like, holy shit, where's the time for life? Like mm -hmm. we are so busy checking off the list, getting it right. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Um, but like, that's how it feels sometimes. I think in the world of entrepreneurship and being your own boss, being in charge of your own life, like where, where do we draw the line on the necessary stuff that needs to get done to like pursue your dreams and live the life that you want? And cutting away all the other stuff like that's good information good advice but like you can let some of that stuff go mm. a lot free more space more space yeah I feel like you want to jump in and say something about oh, that I was just going to say I think there's a fine line between trying to hold it all together and have every single piece in place and you know eat the organic food and make sure that you're going to bed at a reasonable hour and everything but I spent so many years in that space of trying to perfect it that it became a detriment towards my health of trying to keep everything afloat, keep everything 
to a somewhat perfect standard. I am uh, a perfectionist. I There's no doubt about that. But it actually became detrimental to my mental health and which then led to physical health as well. So I think once it gets into that space of really you just feel so overwhelmed and you just keep on, you know, we're fed so much information about how you should be leading your life and what it should look like and what's good for you and what's bad for you. That's not for somebody else to dictate. That's actually for you to try on that piece of information. Like you would go to the shops, try on a dress, see if it fits right with you, try it out, wear it around for a week. And then if it doesn't fit, get rid Mm. of it. And you're Mm. not a failure because it doesn't fit your storyline or the way that you operate and I think we're made to feel that in the current kind of comparison climate of online and you kind of look at your neighbor with them thriving in in the um the entrepreneur space and you kind of second guess yourself constantly so I think that's when it starts to get into that space of really affecting your own mental health and you start realizing that you just feel like things are starting to really slip and you can't get a grip on things it's time to assess yeah do you feel like you're at that junction point right now or you go through multiple it's almost like a spring clean where you go through the wardrobe and you're like this doesn't fit anymore getting rid of that Mm. oh we're gonna revive that that was a good thing for me Do you go through that periodically in your life or is there like a big bang moment where you're like, everything out, it's not working? I think for me in my journey, it's been the, and I've spoken about this before, it's the operating system that I had prior to Los Angeles going over to Los, I speak about LA a lot, but going over to LA, having the experience that I did, having the opportunity to kind of rewrite my trajectory for the future, and then coming back to a place where I developed my initial operating system and trying to figure out what sits, what doesn't, and sifting through it all. And I've I've been, because I am a perfectionist, I don't do anything by halves. And I think I'm so proud of myself for starting this podcast because it's not perfect. And it's like challenging an aspect of me that I just constantly, I'm like, Oh God, you know, but then I hear the finished product during editing. I'm like, hell yeah, we're, you know, we're doing it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, allowing elements to fall away. And, you know, I've, I've, I kind of shifted from the corporate into this health sphere just naturally through just my interest in the human body, et cetera. But then I found myself getting caught up in that trying to keep it perfect, held together, tick every box. And at one point I turned around and I'm like, okay, this was all fine and good while I was in Los Angeles. I've come back. I'm in a new environment. There's new things going on within the world space. I'm not operating from the same space that I was operating from previously am I actually happy with trying to keep this, this picture perfect health sphere, you know, glued together or does this need to be reassessed? Bang on that question of, am I actually happy? I was reading this in Emma Isaacs has a new book out called the new hustle. And she's the CEO. Well, she's not the CEO anymore. She's the founder of business chicks. And I always like what she has to say because she's got such a witty, candid, like straight up, this is how it is. 
she's we should almost get her on the podcast <laughs> she's one that we can only I, manifest girl we can only manifest <laughs> hey emma <laughs> um, but i really resonated with something she said about like the idea of the new hustle is getting rid of ways of working that don't work anymore and one of the questions she asks herself and other entrepreneurs who are caught up in the rat race of doing, 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 and trying to be this thing and like never arriving is the question of, are you actually happy? Is this, I forget the particular words, but, it, but the sentiment was, are you happy? And is this working? Mm. And, I, and it hit me like a ton of bricks because I think you can get lost in the world of building an empire and slaving away for for those in the corporate world it it used to be and I think the baby boomers and the gen x's somewhat was like slaving away for that gold watch it's about tenure it's about loyalty sticking it out and I think this new breed of you know millennials sort of we want to have a freeing lifestyle we want to do it on our terms we want to live for purpose and not saying baby boomers don't want that but it's a it's, an, it's a new energy I think we're in, but instead of the gold watch for our generation, it's the badge of building an empire, of having built it. And, and like you said, like it's never built. It's you're constantly building and reinventing it, whatever that space looks like for you, whether it's services or a product or anything, but like getting caught in it. And so, yeah, it tripped me up and it made me think about, am I happy what I'm doing? Like, I think I am like, I'm always putting a spotlight on Annika. Are you happy? Like follow, follow the breadcrumbs of the universe of what lights you up. And like, that will always lead to serendipity and opportunity and the right path, but it can be really murky. I reckon like the universe tests you. by oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> and yeah, really makes you take a look inside and go, uh what if even what I've been doing the last 10 years or five years or the last year and has made me happy is no longer the path for me are you willing to throw it in and like take a different path trust trust the turn off and at what point do you throw in the towel and this whole concept of just because you're good at something doesn't mean you need to do it my friends Can you speak to that? Are you good at things and you feel a compulsion to pursue them as in a career sense, but actually you'd like to throw the towel in? Listen, I think acting's one of those things for me because I think it comes down to, I heard someone else talk about this in a podcast and kind of, I had an aha moment when it came to it. I from a very young age, showed a lot of capability. I was very outspoken, very independent. So I think my parents lovingly told me that I can achieve anything that I set my mind to. And while that is a wonderful thing to say to your child, I also think there's this invisible kind of sphere of pressure that I've always sensed in the background of like, oh, I can actually do this. And I think as much as I love being in front of the camera, oh, like this speaks to my soul. (laughs) I don't know if I have the level of dedication to the craft like others do. Yet a lot of people that I speak to 
are like, you should go down that path. You should go down that path. And because I've naturally always been drawn to it, I'm like, oh yeah, I should go down that path. And so I'm, I'm faced with this, like, I know I can do it. Mm. Doesn't mean I should. Or mm. does being in front of the camera for me, does it um, come through in a different way rather than being an actress? Am I better off sharing information via, the, you know, Instagram as a platform or whatever it may be. So I think that's kind of where, where my mentality around that is. Mm, it doesn't have to look a certain way, a way that is perhaps the mainstream perception of you have an interest in something. So therefore you go down this path. It could be, it could look and feel completely different. Oh, and evolve based on all the touch points that you've had in your life. I'm sure that I look back now and, you know, you've spoken about that thread between your life story and trying to understand how it all kind of comes together. Sometimes it doesn't folks, but the essence of the experience and the things and the interactions and the experiences that you had in those spaces are what feed into the the career change or, or the, the bigger goal. What would you say to someone that has an inkling of what they think, like I call them the breadcrumbs. So they see the breadcrumbs, they feel the bread. They're like, I I think I want to go in that direction, but I don't have enough evidence or confidence or insert whatever it is to go down that path. What advice would you have for them to at least, I don't know, explore it or dabble to find out what, what it is, what's that, that tug of the heartstrings, you know, like you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, there's something out there for me. Mm. Magic doesn't happen from our comfort zone. And while we can look on and really admire others that are doing it and get an idea and sense of what it looks like until we're actually in it and experiencing it ourselves in some way, shape or form, we'll actually never know if it suits us or not. And rather than waiting five years to try on the metaphorical dress to see if it it fits right, I try my best to try it on right here, right now, and then bang onto the next one. And I think that's a really great mentality that a lot of great entrepreneurs have is that do it fake fail fast ultimately try something you're probably going to suck at it the first time around let's not you know let's be honest and if you want to ensure that you get better at the craft it's going to take time dedication consistency and i think we fool ourselves in believing that you're just going to show up at something and you're going to be great at it you might yeah. be more naturally inclined to something like me speaking in front of a camera just i'm naturally good at it and I didn't actually realize it was a skill either. I just thought, you know, oh, I think everyone can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, back to your question. What is one thing that will give you a taster of what it's like to be in that space? So whether it be attending a networking event, whether it be signing up to an online course, whether it be going down a YouTube rabbit hole, you need to try it on. There's no other way to kind of decipher whether it will suit you or not without actually trying it on. Yeah, I second that. Like there's a book called Life by Design and I love it because it uses the principles of design thinking, which is my background I've been trained in, which is to get a different perspective on problems. So whether you're 
a company trying to come up with a new product, a new kind of soda, or you are a person trying to come up with a new way of solving something like what should I do for the rest of my life? It's a, it's a methodology that can be applied for anything. So I love it. And one of the things they talk about in this book, Life by Design, is they compare two girls, Susie and let's call her Rhonda. <laughs> Who's called Rhonda? We, we, we used Susie in the first episode as well. Susie and Margaret were the two names we used in the first episode. So oh, Susie Margaret. and Margaret. <laughs> okay, Susie and Margaret. Let's stick with it. So Susie and Margaret both want a career change. Susie thinks that she wants to be a owner of a bakery. And Margaret also wants to do that. Margaret has a bit of get up and go. And so she rallies together enough money to buy the shop, get the factory, start pumping out loaves of bread and cupcakes. And like, lo and behold, she has a business. And Susie, on the other hand, still wants to do it, but she tests out her idea first. So she talks to owners of bakeries she gets in a kitchen and she bakes bread for her friends and family on a Sunday and she tries it on kind of the same way you're saying with trying on the dress mm. um, before, before you buy the dress, I think is the analogy. Yeah. And um, actually, if anyone goes and, and buys this book and is looking for the story, I've completely changed it. I think it was a restaurant, but the idea <laughs> is that one, one fully jumped in and like blew her load spent all her savings and did the thing. And I think after two years, she was like, I'm so burnt out. I hate this. I don't want to own a bakery and do this. Susie was like, I think I've tested it out enough that it's not for me. Um, Where she hadn't blown her savings. She hadn't given up her other career and source of income. Um, and, And she was able to go in a different direction. So I think there's so much merit in testing out ideas and instead of sitting on your hands and wondering, because I think that's the worst thing you could do out of Susie and Margaret is to be the person that did nothing at all. At least Margaret has a I failed story and she can lick her wounds and move on. But Mm. I think the worst is like a theme we've had that's come up is like dying with the music inside of you. You know, you didn't try anything. What kind of life is that? I think the middle ground is be like Susie, be like try on the dress, talk to someone, find other examples and action precedes clarity. Mm. Action precedes clarity. You just don't know what it's going to look like until you get going. You got to get some skin in the game. That's why I love this podcast because we were not ready and it was not clear and it's still not clear. Yeah. But it's, um, I mean, offline for our listeners, if no one else listens to this and this podcast goes nowhere, it's been such a catharsis, don't you think? For yeah, you and- therapeutic, my friend. <laughs> it's like talk therapy. And I think it's in our own personal lives behind the scenes is unlocking doors to things maybe we didn't feel confident enough to do or questions we didn't ask ourselves. And um, Literally I like just- a gateway drug between like... <laughs> we're drug yeah yeah I think we try and outsmart ourselves too often we, we just don't have it all figured out you just got to get in the game and yeah that level of kind of is your perfect perfectionism actually to your detriment always I can speak for myself always what's one thing you're doing these days to like 
breaking free of perfectionism. What's the thing you're doing to break from that, the clause of perfectionism? Thank I've you. gone back into the realm of studying and that's messy. That's going in with something I really struggle with as well is going in with a beginner's mindset. I just naturally am inclined to listen to podcasts that are health related, food related. And I decided, I was like, God, I listened to so much of this information. I know so much. I might as well go get a qualification for it. I think just honoring the fact that I am a beginner and being okay with that. And there's this like fight that I experience of like perfectionism. No, I know. But then there's this like, actually you don't. And I think it's really important to honor the beginner's mindset because then you leave yourself open to expanding and hearing information. Because if you're there thinking you you know it all, you generally don't soak more information in. Good one. How about you? What am I doing to break free from the claws of perfectionism? Mm. Aside from the podcast and putting out messy art into the world, actually that would be it. So putting art into the world and I'm guilty of sitting on my hands. I've been that fictional character that sitting on their hands for fear of getting it wrong, hate being wrong and trying to fight that by building momentum for myself. So that looks like stuff I have fought for the last five years in this world of entrepreneurship longer is like, babe, you got to put it out there. <laughs> if you write the post, you got to click publish. Like, <laughs> low, ding, 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 ding. No, many, like, no matter how many podcasts or courses or whatever it is that you listen to, you got to get your skin in the game. So I got to take my own advice. And I have been um, just going through my archives of articles I've written, but never hit publish. And because I, and I haven't hit publish because I'm like, oh, it's not finished or like, it's not good enough. I think Emma also said this, it's never going to be finished. It's constantly Emma Isaacs in her book. It's constantly going to be evolving. So the moment you hit publish on a book or whatever, you know, venture you're on, it's going to continue to evolve from there. There's going to be new things that you're going to want to put in. But in that moment in time, it was the right thing and I just really want to unpack this concept of getting it wrong what does that actually mean like where have we assigned to this idea that we are getting it wrong by whose books right is there a little man in the sky with a check like with a clipboard like right wrong right (laughs) and I I understand there's a societal aspect to it but we are all individually writing our own stories. Mm. This is my lifetime. Yes, I'm a good person. And, you know, I think I'm doing things right by the society, but the actual Mm. concept of doing something wrong is, I think, yeah, a silly one that I think all of us just have assigned to when it doesn't actually exist. It's so silly, isn't it? Because failure means you're learning. The only failure is not doing anything or not learning the lesson. But if you're not even putting anything out there, then there is no lesson to learn. And you just never grew and you never evolved. And like, what a waste. That good old saying that life passes those by that are busy making grand plans for it. 
So rather than making grand plans for your life and not engaging, it's time to get in there, folks, get those hands dirty. On that note, Annika, I'm pretty happy to leave this conversation here and wrap up episode four, that's eight, but four of Cut the Fluff. And until next time, my friend. See you later, alligator. See you later, alligator. And a reminder, if you enjoyed the episode, hit the subscribe button and make sure that you share it with a friend that you think might find it useful. Bye.